Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy and horror has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name's Aaron. This is pretty spooky, Joel. Ooh. Why? What, what are you afraid of, Aaron? Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep at night. Oh, uh, you could sleep in our bed for now, okay. but we don't make it a regular habit. Okay, well, um, Sarah, get, Sarah, I won't take all the covers, I promise. Get those pads you put down, you know, in case somebody pees the bed. Well, just, I'll need at least three of those, if you could layer it. Better, better safe than sorry. The movie this week is The Exorcist from 1973, directed by William Friedkin and based on William Peter Blatty's book and written by him. Starring uh, Ellen Burstyn, Max von Sydow, Linda Blair, Lee J. Cobb, and Jason Miller, and uh, what was the name of that one guy? With the face? Oh, I already said Max von Sydow. Never mind. Which face? That guy, Max von Sydow. Oh. You know the old man? Oh, yeah. He's like, th that guy was 30. No. Because I think this is the same, either the same year or not the same year, the same decade or possibly the decade before when he did, um, uh, what's that movie where he plays chess with death that we watched? Oh. Yeah. Um, and he's super young in that. Seven Seal. Yeah, Seven, seven Seal. Seal. He's like in his 20s there. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Yeah. That movie is pretty rad. I think they do the old man makeup pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they did. He looks a lot like that now. <laughs> he does, yeah. He's, he's handing off the secret past USB to, to what's his name, uh, Poe Dameron. Oh, yeah. He gets fried. Spoiler. For the first five minutes of episode seven. <laughs> Spoiler for Game of Thrones. Wait, sometimes in Game of Thrones? <laughs> I don't recall this. Isn't no. he? Yeah, he is. He's the uh he's the three eyed raven. He takes oh, yeah. takes over for the original guy who was who you know, nobody. I don't know. That's what I thought. Mm. I recognized him from. So you guys hadn't seen The Exorcist. No. No, sir. I saw this movie for the first time in 2001 or two, whenever they did the, the version that they were talking about in that little documentary watch, the, the version you've never seen before, because they were playing it and me and Shane were like, hey, let's skip college for right now and go see a movie, which happened way too often. <laughs> and uh, that was the, you know, I didn't watch horror movies back then, basically, but like this was really like, I, I just thought it was really good at the time. And I'm glad to see that it's it is really good. It's not. It wasn't just my inexperience with horror movies. I, I, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, yeah. This movie was really good. I never saw it because, like, like the the concept of the possession kind of scared me. Decided that I that it was something I didn't want to see. 
And then I think recently, in, in recent years, I, I had more of an interest in uh, viewing it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty rad, mm. pretty spooky. And what are, what's your feeling on it? Like, why, why do you feel like you didn't see it, Sarah? I didn't see it because I didn't really like horror movies that much or gore. And I knew that some, like, weird stuff was going to happen just from, like, culture. <laughs> I I feel like it's represented differently in pop culture than the movie actually is. And it's one of those movies that I've heard about a lot from people over the years. But you told me that I should probably see it at some point because... You really thought it was good. There's a couple of movies like that that I still haven't seen yet that you were like, Sarah, you need to watch this despite the fact that it's a horror movie or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. No, that's that wasn't one of them. But it it, it is a good movie, and um, I thought it was similar in some ways to other horror movies that are really good that I like. He, he dropped his microphone cover, so if you hear any popping, it's Aaron. He's got a problem. I failed at uh, getting it. No, no, no. no it's fine. It. Oh, it's you fine. took it off. That made a noise, too. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the podcast is ruined. Sorry. That's okay. We're going to stop right now, anyways. Oh, no. We're not going to edit. Are you kidding me? There it is. This is going straight... Just fell in the spot I couldn't reach. That's okay. Sorry, guys. Okay. I ruined everything. All right, is everything okay? <laughs> okay. <sighs> you don't have to worry about dropping that if it falls off. You didn't even have it on last time. Oh, you're right. And you didn't get pregnant, which is the whole reason I put those on there. Thank you. Safety first. I'm glad I'm not pregnant. I'm all about prevention. You know. Thank you, Joel. Not a... Uh, I can't expect a, a young person like yourself not to, you know, try to have sex with my sound machine at some point. So That's true. I just want you to I, wrap it I up. I am very attracted to your sound machine. Right. So. I mean, have a, have a honest discussion with the sound okay. machine, you know, may, maybe a baby is something you want in the future. Okay. You know. I can have this talk. You know, they're, they're really so into the, uh, slick back your hair, you'll look just like oh, okay. the, the nerd in a porn movie, just like oh. that one guy. From the movie watching <laughs> That's a different movie. movie. No, oh, oh sorry. I, <laughs> that was... The movie this week is, what was that? Cobra! <laughs> oh, yeah, Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd porn star. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other horror movies that I'm like, oh, you should, you should watch it because it's actually a legitimately good movie and not just famous for john carpenter's the thing comes to mind that's oh, pretty she's legit seen, she has seen oh oh I, I didn't know if you're talking like out to the universe but you're saying to sarah yeah okay but pa pardon me is, on that the thing is definitely up there um of course she's i think that, that was on your list right your top movie list uh or was it the the sure. no it was they live they live that's what it yeah, was yeah. which which if you had to ask me which one she would have picked i wouldn't have thought that one but i mean that's that's got a good political message um, I still haven't seen Jaws, and that was one you told me. Oh, to see, yeah. Despite the fact that it's our movie. That's very much has what's going on here, because like you were talking about, the movie you expect when you start this movie is what the movie's famous for. The little girl, the spinning head, the throwing up, you know, the, the possession things. But the movie 
paces itself out so well for basically the first hour that it's like, I don't, did I put in the wrong movie or something like that? But <laughs> I, it, you know, it, it's for a purpose. Yeah, this movie, I feel, has some moments in it that are just really charming. Kind of the way, like, Halloween or something does. They're just moments of, like, an honest person. You sometimes don't get that anymore in movies. Where people are having an honest conversation, it feels like a natural conversation. Right. About something. And they're ta- they could be talking about something really unusual. Kind of reminded me of The Shining a little bit in some ways. Yeah. I could see that, too. Which is a huge compliment to the movie. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of the omen, or... Yeah, a little bit something like that, but... Yeah. But um, it also has its own character. It doesn't, you know, copy anything else, in my opinion. No, but a whole bunch of things have have obviously taken from that. How could you not? But the realism conversation thing, like... Halloween does do that where it, it just seems like it's people just talking like they're not talking about the terrible things that are going on that they don't know about. You know, I'm, I'm thinking like in Scream where the whole movie is about, oh, there's crazy murderers around. You know, like, yeah, I, I guess in a small town, that would be what high school kids would be talking about. But it, it all seems very slick. You know, they're all they're all witty people and stuff like that. But in this, they they feel like real people. Yeah. yeah. Reagan and his mo- and her mother and uh, Father Karras. Like, Father Karras, we get to know, like, almost intimately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I make such a difference, I feel like. Yeah, I'd, I'd never read the book either, but I remember somebody telling me when I was a kid that um, they read the book and they had to, like, sleep with the lights on in their house for, like, a month after. Oh, dang. It just really creeped them out and, like, got into their head, kind of. And um, I thought that it could potentially be pretty scary because of that. And it is a scary movie, I feel, especially if you believe in, like, the devil. And I find it... The, definitely the vulgarity in it is kind of crazy. Like, it feels over the top. And I was surprised by that, even though I knew it was coming. It was, like, worse than I expected it to be. Yeah. And I don't care. I mean, it's cool that that's part of the demon's, like, character or whatever. But it's also kind of, like, I think it may have been to shock back then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that crucifix masturbation scene is something that people talk about. Like, oh, man, that's crazy. You know, that's... That's the things that people talk about in this movie, but there's so much going on with it that isn't just like the extreme things that because of how much they set the scene, when things like that happen, it's it's more shocking than it would be. Because it's like this is like we know this little girl, <laughs> you know, this is this is terrible what's going on there. I had heard that she did a good job acting in it, and she did. 100% so well. Oh, yeah. 
and I had heard that the makeup was really good and that they make it look like she's really squirming in there, and they really did. Like, it really looked gross and uncomfortable, and the temperature and effects, the special effects in the room and stuff, I thought all of that was really cool. But it was gross, too. It was oh, yeah. Gross. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty disgustingly awesome. Aaron, what are you talking about? Oh, I think we were talking about that, uh, that pea soup vomit. I mean, yeah. We're talking about walking down the stairs upside down, I, letting out some blood. Sometimes that happens. You just open your mouth. Sometimes that happen that way. <laughs> sometimes it just happens that way. You just walk down the stairs upside down, open your mouth and dri- drip some ketchup all yeah. over the ground. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure. Most I'm glad that that's your your <laughs> typical uh, method of. Uh, hey, look, I'm not judging Joel. I mean, all, what I'm going to say is, you know, dance like uh, nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. Crab walk. <laughs> <laughs> Crab walk like no one's watching. Oh, no, okay. Well, then, yeah, I guess I can hit that. Okay. <laughs> One thing, I'm sure everybody has already seen this movie before, but. From my fresh take on it, um, fresh. I'm surprised that the central characters in the movie, her and her daughter, didn't have any kind of religious. Like, I just assumed that they would be believers going into the movie, and right because Alice is a demon. Demon's not just going to pick anybody, right? I felt like yeah, they had to kind of believe in it to allow it to happen, almost. But I I also was kind of surprised by how difficult it was for them to get over the hump of, like, yes, I need an exorcism. Like, help me, priest, who has seen crazy stuff happening in my house. Like, I'm really pleading with you for my daughter's life. Can you get me an exorcist? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's funny because you hear about this movie and, you, yeah, you picture... You picture, I pictured her in a bed for, like, most of it. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised that there's more to it than that. And that there's... I don't think that it's very... I don't know. There's something in it that makes it feel less serious to me than some movies do. Super entertaining, though. And, um... I mean, it has, the movie has a sense of humor, you know. It's not, not, not about the the core subject the core subject it is not funny you know the the faith and uh, you know whatever evil the the concept of evil but there are a lot of like laugh out loud funny bits in the movie like it's not as serious but are you saying you're saying the demonic uh possession part is is just silly no i don't think it's silly i think that they deal with some serious parts in it but there's something about the tone of the movie because sometimes when something is too serious it's laughable because it's not possible you feel like they're trying to say something is happening that is impossible to happen and they're doing it with too much sincerity yeah and it feels a little bit preposterous but in this movie They had the right balance, I think, of tone, where they were like, this is a crazy situation, and I'm willing to say it's crazy, and, you know, it's serious, but also 
like, I don't know. I just think it was handled well. You put to words, like, perfectly what I was experiencing when I was watching the movie. Like, there what, there were things that were coming out of that that possessed girl's mouth that just, I, I just started laughing. Like, yeah. just because it's so, like... It's this is insane. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, yeah. And like, she's and the demon is so like vulgar that some of it is just like wow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm sure at the time it may have been really shocking for people. Like I read that people fainted when they saw it in the theater. <laughs> Old ladies. Oh. Some people I guess found it very, very disturbing. I mean that's it's there's some sacrilegious things going. Yeah. Like if you have a strong religious background, you might be like, "This is blasphemy." What I'm seeing. Oh or yeah, something like yeah, that. definitely. And I, and I do think that it's interesting to see a movie like this now, when there's so much else that's come out since this. But I think that it's it's unique and it has its own style which i really appreciate aaron uh what were you expecting that uh didn't happen the way you were expecting in this movie like like what was your idea of the exorcist uh you know i gotta say like in my head like what i pictured this movie to be like and and what it was like uh it's different it's way different than what i imagined uh I thought very similar, similarly to we, what we were discussing prior to the movie about that it was basically going to be a movie about two priests in a room with a with a with a uh, demon possessed girl like the whole time, and I was really happy to see how much world building this movie has and uh, character focuses that we've we've already mentioned. I felt that that was pretty pretty awesome. Makes you makes you care even more for the people involved in the movie. Some of the some of the possession scenes were to be expected. Uh, some of the things that happened, not so much. Um, you must have you must have heard some things word of mouth. You know, like yeah, the turning the turning around of the head, the puking. Right, that's the famous. Uh, thing. It's like I've seen Leslie Nielsen's repossessed. I know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, the the power of Christ compels you. I mean, oh, everyone yeah. everyone everyone yeah. shouts that everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. I... Yeah, there you go may have been told about the masturbation with the crucifix before this, but I didn't expect it to be quite so violent, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of blood everywhere. <laughs> she, I mean, she follows it up with uh, shoving her mom's face into her crotch after that, too. So it's yeah, just like, it's like, how bad can this get? I mean, this is, oh, okay, that bad. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty nuts. Pretty but, over the top. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, they they make it a vile creature, and they do a real good job of that. I I like the parts when Father Karras is first like testing this to even see if it is like a possession situation, like because he's he's absolutely positive. There's no way it could be. Yeah. Like at this point, he's questioning his own faith anyway. So yeah, this is a psychological thing. So so when he does some simple tricks and stuff like that, it, it plays off almost the way he expects it to in his brain, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's pretending to be extreme and all this stuff like that. But there are a couple of things that bother him. You know, the fact that he she knew that his mother had recently died. And, well, and he brings it up in passing. Uh, like, he's like, oh, did, did you know about my mother's passing to, to, to the mom? 
Yeah. She knew, of course. But it's that follow-up question, like, did your daughter know? Yeah. No? She's like, no, 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 no. Is there any way your daughter would have known that? Like, no. Yeah. yeah. It's the... I really enjoyed the line when he was when he, when he put his recording qu- equipment down. And uh, and the Reagan. the girl the girl yeah Reagan Reagan looks at him and is like oh nice day for an exorcism <laughs> like, that was the yeah, line that's I- totally <laughs> what I'm talking about the like sense of humor that's like what a wonderful day for an exorcism I thought that was that was fantastic it makes me wonder if the actress had any like I mean I'm sure making any movie at that age has an impression on you yeah. but it makes me wonder like if she had to deal with you know any residual feelings from people or from I got to say experience. I got to say getting over this role must have been rough Yeah I could only imagine Well they I think they were protective of her for certain things and it wasn't always her on uh, the bed, like sometimes it was. I felt there was a couple of stand-ins. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely stand-ins. Uh, like the scene when 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 she was like, "F me." Yeah, like anything it, too crazy it, like it, that. And she had like her legs open or something like that. Like I felt that that was a stand-in. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any evidence to support that, but no, just, no, you're, just you're like, probably right. Like you know. any any of those parts, I think were you know they just had her doing, um. Yeah, I I don't know exactly when, but there there are times when it is definitely not Linda Blair. It's somebody else. Um They made her look so gross. Not like not just what she was saying, but like what they did with her physically, like her face and her mouth and her like all these weird abrasions that look like they're infected and stuff. It's like it's gross. Yeah, like she's falling, you know, falling apart. And it was from like from the inside out. So her body is like reflecting the rot that's going on inside. Yeah. It's like she's trying to sweat it out. That's, I've seen that kind of in different stories. And I think I've heard fairy tales kind of too, or myths that are like that. That like, maybe I've heard of it in like Native American culture or something that like, you sweat something out something is like i think that's what a sweat lodge is for but um well there's a little movie called the prophecy that you might remember (laughs) where they they tried to do something like an exorcism (laughs) this guy Um, no i wasn't talking about the the scholarly um reference point of the movie the prophecy because at the <laughs> if, if you recall at the end you know they take him to the sweat lodge uh, like, oh, we're all out of ideas i don't know give them to the native americans <laughs> another thing i thought of though with them trying to get the spirit like out was it kind of reminded me of the babadook oh yeah oh yeah and i kind of wonder if there's some other like because I don't know the book, I wonder if there's this thing that's like kind of um, metaphorically happening with them in their family or something. That's also kind of the way it does. Spoiler alert for the Babadook. Um, something like the Amityville Horror, which I think has been shown. Uh, there's a, there's a documentary by one of the children that actually experienced what was going on there. And it was like a psychological and physical abuse situation. It wasn't, 
you know, the, you chalk it up to like spirits have taken us over. It's like, no, my father was just really screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. But you could translate that into a ghost story. Ah, you know, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's say? okay. Okay. Well, this this is important what I'm going to say. So I'm glad you're allowing me to speak. And uh, I just there's something on my chest. I got to get off to you guys. Right, go ahead, Joel. That's that. We're here to listen. Sometimes you got to crack open a refreshing beverage. Oh. And I think it's time for a little commercial break here. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, maybe you remember. Sometime in the past, we used to do, uh, you know, these kind of like sideshow things that were, you know, they were soda related. We'll talk about that. And uh, tonight's sponsor, Coca-Cola, orange vanilla flavor. Gotta say, crack the cap and uh, give it a nice little sniff there. It smells like a creamsicle. Yeah. Sarah, you already took a taste. What, what are you tasting there? It is like a Coke with an orange creamsicle. But um, there's a weird orange aftertaste that's more like orange bitters. Oh, that's cool. Like orange soda with vanilla in it. But no, yeah, yeah, I can taste what you're talking about. Huh. That's almost like there's that carbon dioxide uh, bitterness that you get in just like soda water. Yeah, it's it's actually, I kind of like it my, my, myself. Yeah, it's really good. It's just really sweet, but... Yeah, it, I feel like I'd have to be in a particular mood to want it, but it, it is tasty. It's not the same as drinking a Coke. Unfortunately, I drink so much soda that drinking a Coke is like nothing to me now. <laughs> That's like, you know, having a glass of water or something. <laughs> Refreshing Coca-Cola water. But now, um, yeah, this is pretty good. This feels like a dessert or something. Yeah, I like the way it, like I can still take the Coke there too. It's like I had a I had a orange creamsicle and I dipped it in the Coke. It's a nice refresh. Yeah. Pretty tasty actually. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good combination. It'd be worse if they had more Coke and not enough of the other flavors. Or, yeah. But I think there's like a hint of Coke. There's probably it's probably like a full Coke, and they put like a full amount of like syrups of this other flavor in there. Mm, yeah, but the Coke tastes very subtle. Yeah. Flavor. Have either of you had like the straight Coke vanilla that they sell? Yes, I've had it. I've yeah. never had it. Is it good? Mm. I I, I think like a- I feel that the orange or excuse me the vanilla Coke is just to put like in your mixed drink. I see. Okay, perfect for my vodka. There you go. Uh, and our second sponsor is Casper Mattresses. Uh, have you ever lied on a mattress and it was real nice? Get a Casper. That's how that goes, right? Uh, Something about it's in a box and you don't have to worry about assembly and you just take it out and it grows or something. You, you just add, you <laughs> just add water and it grows. <laughs> you just add water. Are you looking to strap your dad, your daughter down to something very comfortable <laughs> while she's possessed? Try Casper mattresses. After you've uh, restrained her on the Casper mattress, be sure to then go get your orange vanilla Coke blessed by a priest and just uh, uh, you know sprinkle it. Yeah, just all splash over it on her face. Yeah, just yeah, there you yeah. Go. I was expecting somebody to be um, 
impaled with the bedpost oh, yeah. at oh, yeah. some point because I just figured, you know, it's a demon. They're going to do something mean. And there's these posts right next to her. Other than Father Karras, we don't see a single one of the deaths that she causes. And, I mean, there's there's three, including Father Karras, so... Yeah. It's kind of an interesting way to do that. Yeah. That is. Um, I feel like there's part of the movie where they're playing with you for a minute before they come right out and say, this is a demon possession. Um, they don't show you that because they're kind of making you wonder still. I didn't expect... Okay, spoiler alert. They die. (laughs) Both of the priests in the room die. I was not expecting that. That is something that was never spoiled for me before about this movie. Um, I mean, you were only expecting... I mean, were you expecting the old man to die? No. Oh, No. Both of them? I thought both of them had the power of God on their side, and they were going to be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, but, you know, they, they did kind of lead up with uh, Father uh, Mara, 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 something like that, uh, Father Marin, you know, because he's taking those pills. Yeah. But we don't, it's not like we see him die. Like, he's, he's just in there by himself with Reagan and and uh, Father Karras goes back upstairs and gets up there and, you know, he's on the ground and he's pale. He's so pale. It's like he... He just died. He just keeled over and died. We don't even know. It's not like... It doesn't even look like something violent happened to him. But Yeah, it's funny that I knew something about that character because we watched the Exorcist TV show. I had seen part of the Exorcist TV show, but I hadn't seen this movie. There's there's and a TV show? Yeah, with Gina Davis as the mom. Two, oh. se- two seasons on Fox. Whoa! Um, Sorry, I live in a cave. No, that's all right. It was pretty good. (laughs) But um, they were talking about him doing an exorcism in like South America or something for a month, and they had like they expanded on that in the TV show. I think a little bit. Okay, some of that. But I just love how the priest comes into this, like ready to work. Yeah, like. He comes in here and he's just like, I know what this is. I know what I need to do. Like, here I go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's just prepared. Yeah, I love that attitude too, where he was just, or, or I think the other priest was like, Well, do you, do you know anything about the case? Yeah. And he's just like, No. no. He's like, Well, there's, a, there's three entities and he, he just cuts them off. There's only one. He goes upstairs. Yeah. They 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 do that so interesting with uh, Father Maris because we he's the first person we're introduced to in the movie, you know, and they, it takes place on the what you might think of as the other side of the world, you know, like they're they're digging up ancient Persia looking for yeah. artifacts, and we don't even know what he's necessarily looking for there, or or what even is motivating him, but. There's something odd going on, you know, that <laughs> he almost gets run over by a person on a cart with a weird looking lady on it. I, I guess that's uh, all <laughs> evil. <laughs> I think it's also a little silly, like, okay, old man, just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he has a heart condition, okay? That's true. Yeah. Everything's frightening to him. Yeah. <laughs> he including, get, the, 
doesn't get scared by a phone like Father Karras, though. So he's <laughs> yeah, but that guy's got problems too, man. He does. He does indeed. <clears throat> well, uh, I gotta say that scene at the beginning of the movie when he's just staring at the the statue while the dogs are fighting. It's pretty rad. He should. It's pretty <laughs> going crazy around. Going crazy. That was one of the parts. There were a couple parts that I thought Suspiria kind of took from, and Suspiria is so good too in its own right. Yeah, but yeah, and that's another art horror movie, like right. re- legitimately good horror movie. Yeah. Although I'm, uh, some people I'm sure don't like it. It's, it's funny, too. Yeah. Without really meaning to be very funny, but... That uh, that statue had a pretty big dong. I, I couldn't help oh, but notice. Oh, you noticed? Yeah, I couldn't yeah, help but notice that. You noticed that, that, it was, stat- it was that like statue's a, big hog. It was, like a, it was like a snake or something, you know? It was, uh, you know... A python. There was, uh, there was something going on there. Yep. I didn't notice it. Oh, let's, uh, let's go. <laughs> go to the but I guess I wasn't looking in the right area. <laughs> Hashtag Pazuzu's dong. Yeah, Pazuzu. They don't, they don't actually say Pazuzu they in don't. this one. I think that isn't, doesn't come in until like the second movie. Have you mm. seen the second movie? I've seen part of the I've second I've seen it. Movie. No, I'm just kidding, guys. I haven't seen it. And uh, the part I saw wasn't very good. Oh. Yeah. I'm not sure. You're saying skip it. Horror movie fans love the third one. Like, mm. and there's two, di- I think there's two different versions of the third one and they both have their, uh, their good parts and bad, you know, bad I, parts over each other. I have seen an exorcism movie, but not in this series, but it was, was it that one with Gabriel Byrne and, uh, Patricia Arquette? Cause I saw that in the theater. Sounds familiar. And at the end, it's like to learn more about the Gnostic Bibles. Please go to this website. I'm like, hey, shut up! <laughs> no, it was the the right with Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Anthony Hopkins' face. Yep, that one was pretty rad. I didn't what know was that one with Heath Ledger in it. That was like a movie where he was a priest. Uh, the Order. Maybe. I thought the Order was a movie coming out here pretty soon. I mean, like, there's, there's probably been a 15 movies called. Oh, uh, fair enough. Oh no, it's that Netflix series that just came out. Oh, The Order. Like, I'll have a number two. The Order. The Order. Large size. The Order. <laughs> uh, was there a part that you guys did think was legitimately like freaky in this? You go first. Oh, okay. Um, I mean. She was talking to me, Aaron. I get to go first. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, go. <laughs> Answer your own question, Joel. Here's a mirror. <laughs> Joel, what do you think? Well, I'm glad you asked, Joel. Uh... <laughs> yeah, there were some pretty spooky scenes. Like, I mean, obviously, this is a movie that is very derivative. Like, you know, I think the pacing is something that people use a lot in horror movies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, uh... Yeah, no, there's some pretty spooky crap. Like, the head turning around thing is pretty unnatural. But I think the one, funny enough, the one thing that I think I cringed the most at was when they were doing the spinal tap. So, oh, yeah. so the legitimate physical the legitimate something that medical happen. scene when they injected that thing into her and you just saw blood just, just spurt out. Just I was like, I was like, out. no, no. Like, but I'm kind of one of those guys the like if there's like an actual medical procedure on television being viewed i immediately turn the channel 
Yeah, I understand. I can't handle it. I think of Spinal Tap as actually taking place like in the back, like they Me have too. the person on their side, but they they like were getting it out of her neck area. So yeah, they had it. I mean, first of all, you had to have a long enough needle to reach the Mm-mm. spine from the neck. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and then it's just like nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's comedic. It sprays the doctor right in the face. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> But that honestly was the scene that was the, that made me cringe the most. Yeah. Um, I think the scene that made me cringe the most was um the part where she was coming down the stairs with the blood coming out. Oh Just man! Just because I thought it was a surprise. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> no, never, totally. I wondered if it was the first time it had ever been done in a movie because people do that all the time now. Yeah, that's like. A go-to for a horror movie thing, right? You have to be, you know, that like the Twist Japanese your horror body in an unusual <laughs> way, yeah. Crawling out of the TV or the well, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. The ringu, yeah, crawling crawling out of your ringu, yeah. The ring. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I remember specifically creeping me out, and I think this was back in the day. It didn't, it didn't really creep me out now because I was expecting it, but I remember the voice recording thing like oh, when yeah. the guy's analyzing it that that freaked me out because it was not like you didn't suspect it yeah like i didn't know it was going the voices and then when it actually just plays it backwards it's like multiple voices coming mm-hmm. from the same person type thing clear as day it was really yeah effective having that distortion and like the hearing it backwards first and then it just being clear as day like that's pretty scary. I did think the sound was scary, but I also thought that it was a little fun with audio type thing. <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you guys have heard this, but there's this mixtape thing that they found of Kurt Cobain's and it's about like basically his fascination with sound and there are some like really gross weird sounding things on it. Like it wasn't just that he wanted to hear things that sounded beautiful. He was, right. like, interested in all sound. And I think that this is one of those moments where it's, like, you hear more... I heard more than one voice, like, initially. Like, I don't know if you noticed it the first time. Yeah, but, yeah. And that, for me, in that moment in the movie was, like, yep, that's not a normal person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. That if you hear more than one voice coming out of a person in unison or simultaneously, like that isn't really possible. Yeah, yeah most most people can't do a call and response with themselves. Yeah, <laughs> with, with two different voices. This isn't some Jack Black inward singing trick. Yeah, that's going on here. Yeah, I thought the audio was interesting that they used that technique to make it creepy and it it is it is creepy Mm -hmm. i think there are a lot of sounds that are creepy and a lot of things that people don't even use in horror movies that could be creepy but that baby sound that's in that one r&b song that's pretty creepy (laughs) it's like you (laughs) could you sing that for us joel i don't remember a baby sound just randomly is creepy (laughs) yeah if there's no baby around. I mean, people do, they do that in horror movies, you know, like you're walking around a house and you just hear the baby crying. It's like, this is, there is nobody in this. So where's this crying sound coming from? And it's like, I've heard animals 
that sounded like a human baby, and it was like, ah, oh, you've just freaked the shit out of me, you know? Yeah, the, the cry of the fox. Yeah. My goodness. Forget it. Yeah, I... No wonder people think the forest is haunted, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, animals that can mimic human sounds is a little creepy. So, um... The the thing we haven't really touched on is the religious aspect of this movie, and mm. I I think it handles it so well because it's you, like I'm not a Catholic. I I hardly know anything about Catholicism except for everything that I've experienced through media, you know. And I think that this shows like a group of 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 Catholic priests that are people like there's the one guy who is, uh, father Karras's friend. And is, it seems like she, he's friends with the, uh, the actress, the mom, the mom in the movie too, you know, cause he's at the piano playing and stuff like that. And he's, he's just a guy. And then when father Karras is like trying to see if there is even a case for the, you know, the exorcism, to happen type thing he goes and he's talking with people and and nobody's like oh the lord has obviously sent you to do this stuff like that and even to the point where they've decided that there is going to be an exorcism it's just like two guys in a room being like well who do we look for well he should be there to assist and there should be a, a psychologist he's a psychologist so he'll be there oh when you got this guy who's got experience you know that, stuff like that yeah it, like the matter matter of factness without it being like the Lord is going to say, you know, like, there are versions of this where it could have been way more, uh... Like lighting candles like, and, like, like... I am the holy light. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I think it's handled in a more realistic, whatever you can imagine, realistic in this situation being. Yeah. Kind of like the priests in, um... In Spotlight, and I, I was thinking First Reformed. First Reformed was such a good movie, but it was so depressing that I don't know if I can watch it again. Right. That I guy's of, just a man. I kind of want to watch it again. But yeah, they portray somebody who is a religious man in like a normal light that makes him seem relatable and, and rational. You know, not carried away with the idea that these are real people that have a real problem that needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> demon is a real problem. I guess we got a demon. Okay, call him the guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what do we got for that? And uh, one guy was in Persia. Oh, he's back. He's in Woodstock right now. What's I just he do- think <laughs> what's he doing so in Woodstock? Crazy. Yeah. That he that this is like his thing. That he does. He's like, oh, yeah, I've done this before. Here I am to do it. I mean, that's maybe that's why he was at that dig site. He's like, the last one was so crazy. I just got to go. I don't know. I'll do something else. They said he was writing a book. Yeah. I wonder if he was writing a book about that or something else. Seems like he's had a variety of experiences. Mm -hmm. I don't remember why the man in the office said that line in the beginning of the movie, but that evil fights evil. Oh yeah, line. there was no know. real connection to anything with that. But if he was quoting something, or yeah, what, I don't I'm know. Not sure, that was a line that stuck with me. Yeah, 
And then you saw that that big hog dog oh, yeah. on that statue. And and just I was like, almost oh, blinded by oh, that evil. Yeah. Oh, I gotta fight that evil. <laughs> 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 what did you guys think of the? Uh, <laughs> I thought of that video of McFleetwood with the oh. with <laughs> the, <laughs> the sound. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it's, that's the demon Pazuzu is. is <laughs> Playing his drum machine <laughs> on his body. <laughs> yeah, you see that and you're like, that's a man of sin. <laughs> that's what Nick said. <laughs> that's right. Talking about the prophecy. <laughs> Not the movie, the prophecy. Like saying, the prophecy shows the Antichrist will come. Come in the form of a balding man playing <laughs> his body as an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> it's just advanced hand boning. That's what it was. <laughs> Uh, they do a lot of like, uh, I don't, I can't, I'm trying to think of the term where they like put one shot over another shot. Superimposed. Superimposing parts with the faces and stuff. Did you guys like that? Like, oh, yeah. there's that one person who's got that, like that painted demon face type yes. thing that they keep flashing up. I mean, I can see somebody seeing that as silly, but like, I oh really no, I dug it. it. I, I dug really it too. Like it. Um, I felt about 50-50 about it. I thought it looked cool, but I thought, like, it was also a little silly if they mm. tried to... They didn't hang on it as much as some movies would have, and I appreciated that. They used it sparingly, and that made it more of a surprise when it happened. Yeah, there's nobody explaining, like, oh, this is the guy. Like, I saw your face, and I'm a believer. You know. Like the monkeys? Yes. And you know what else I'm believing? Delicious Coca-Cola orange vanilla flavor. Oh. Goes down smooth, right? Yeah, there's a little artificiality to that vanilla taste that doesn't work. Mm. You know, it needs to be a little more creamy. This tastes kind of perfumey. Oh. It's like an Italian soda. It's like if someone used like a cola... And vanilla and orange flavor in a soda water and then put cream in it like it was an Italian, like a whipped cream Italian soda. I see. In my opinion. Duly noted. <laughs> so I picked this one. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thanks, Just Sarah. because um, I love this movie. We had talked about watching it more than once and I had never seen it and... We had a conversation recently about movies that maybe we had been waiting around to choose, but things that we just kind of wanted to do now. And this was one that I thought could apply to our genre, even though it's not exactly like some of the movies we watch. I thought it was something worth seeing, so I'm glad we watched Yeah, me too. Yeah, I really wanted to talk about it, so I'm glad we got to. You know, I would have to wait until... Me and Spencer got to uh, William Friedkin, which, you know, uh, I don't know. We're going to be doing our podcast for 20 years. We might cover him as a director. Uh, you never know. What other movies has this director directed? He also did. Uh, hold on. Sorry. Uh, I just he, didn't know if no, you knew. No, no, no. Uh, he did that one. The French Connection. Oh, he did uh, Killer Joe. That was from a couple of years ago. Uh, Bug Jade. Oh, boy. <laughs> Blue Chips. Okay, come on. Where are the good ones? 
and to live and die in LA, Wang Chung to live and die in oh, LA Wang he directed Chung. their uh, music video. There you go, Cruising. Oh, with the Al Pacino, Sorcerer, which is a really good uh, remake of uh, the Wages of Fear. Oh, starring uh, Roy Scheider. Uh, not Wages of Fear. Roy, Roy, uh, Roy Scheider stars in Sorcerer. Oh, it's a tense movie, and. Yeah, he's he's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, I think he's most famous for The Exorcist yeah. and The French Connection. Definitely familiar with The French Connection. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Little a uh, little bit of pop culture for you guys on The Exorcist. Oh, uh, Pazuzu has an appearance in the Gorillas music video "Humility" oh, uh, yeah. for their more recent album. Do one of the gorillas become possessed? Uh, I think possession is actually kind of a uh nine tenths of the law no it's just kind of it's 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 a thing in the gorilla's history i think like i think one of the characters is is like always possessed oh i see i don't i don't remember the drummer girl maybe once or twice i see that's cool Mm -hmm. but yeah uh there's it's got jack black in the video too that's the second reference i made today does 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 he play a uh, monkey or demon? He just plays the guy with the guitar. Okay, well, just checking. Anything else, you else, you guys? Uh, else, 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 else. Anything else you guys want to say about The Exorcist? Uh, I liked the uh, the slide zooms in and out. Yeah, I uh, love that '70s stuff. I that '70s stuff. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I thought that. Um, that's the kind of stuff that, like, in Get Out now, that people have started using again, the, like, quick zoom from far away. Um, I'm a fan of that cinematography as well. Yeah, I think that it's cool that people are using different styles again. And I also really loved that scene on the stairs where one of them was in focus. It was, like, a depth of field shot where... When one of them was talking, the other one was out of focus, and then the other way around, too. Yeah, like, the one of them was close to the camera, mm-hmm. the in other the one was sitting in the, the distance. The other one's in the background, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and we watched a small documentary thing that's on the Blu-ray that we have, and apparently that wasn't in the original movie, and, the, like, all three of us are like, wow, because that is, that's such a great, like, shot alone, but the... It feels like the scene is necessary too, the way they're talking. Yeah. So. I mean, those are basically the last words he says until he goes into that room and then he dies. Yeah. Which is also kind of important, I guess. Now that I know that it kind of just ends like that, I feel like I would want to watch it again because I would know what to pay attention to and what would. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> yeah. I, in first experience, I liked it a lot, and I thought the soundtrack was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Who does that theme, the main theme? So, Tubular Bells is a weird, weird song. Uh, the guy who made it... Hold on, let me look this up. Isn't there a band just called Tubular Bells? There probably is, but that's not... Tubular... Pretty sure there is a band just called that, but... There we go. It, it was Tubular Bells was made by one guy. His name was Mike Oldfield. When he made that, it wasn't. He didn't make it with the intention of it being in The Exorcist, like somebody 
bought the rights to put it into the movie. And like I said, that's just one chunk of the song. The song, song is like almost 30 minutes long or something like that. And it goes through all these different tempos and stuff like that. Even the most famous part in the exercise, the, you know, there's like, do, 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 Mm-hmm. It's it, that's going from like two four to to four four or, or something like that. It's going some crazy tempo cha- uh, change, not tempo. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't remember. The word. I haven't been in band in twenty years. I can't remember the word. <laughs> but so, and he like is adds in instruments as it's going along and stuff like that. It, it becomes this whole mass of sound, and uh, I don't know. If there's I heard a breakdown of tubular bells that uh, there's some guy who does these breakdowns of like famous pieces of music and like just to show each of the separate parts. Like this is the not only just the bass line and the drum line, but it's like there are these sound effects that you wouldn't know, but we've stripped it out like this is happening and everything. And he did a really good one with the Ghostbusters theme song and like he strips out the just the vocals of Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> And it, the whole time Ray Parker Jr. singing, you can hear him slapping his leg. Oh, it's it's really interesting. Like you wouldn't notice in the song because it's got all the other stuff. Yeah, it's cool. That's funny. But yeah, it's it's kind of I mean reminded me of John Carpenter, but I don't know which came first. I just think that. It's probably something that was picked up on as like a common idea for using that type of sound to cause suspense in a horror movie. I think it's cool that they can use a simple melody to kind of make this anxiety start in horror movies. Yeah, the right kind of music, yeah. That's that. See, that's what's wrong with the '90s because there was like, uh, like you know what this music needs? Metal. Like, no, <laughs> I don't know. I look back on it as just another age because, um, you know, there's some music that's really amazing that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't had these other beats in music history and. Some people who I find really incredible musicians were influenced by people that I can't stand. But I'm like, you know what? They loved them, and I wouldn't have had this music to listen to if they hadn't had that music. So Sure. I figure, yeah, some of the some of the music phases we go through are a little unfortunate in my opinion, but I, I think it's all part of the part of the um pool that everybody learns from and grows from so makes sense to me Aaron, is there anything else you want to point out about the exorcist no i, I think uh it's been well covered have your parents seen the exorcist i cannot uh recall are you afraid that they would think it was sacrilegious uh, call, call your mom up right now put her right. on speakerphone we got we got diane on the line <laughs> Diane from Ventura County, you're on the air. <laughs> what do you think about The Exorcist? Then tell us your opinion on the Skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it Coast to Coast? Skinwalker Ranch. I was doing uh <laughs> I was just there. <laughs> I was doing uh, Larry King. <laughs> oh, you were? I'm always thinking about Coast, Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast AM, yeah. Yeah, you know it. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about... No, I just do the Unsolved Mysteries. 
Oh, we'll talk about an unsolved murder from the 1940s. And also, alien werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for picking The Exorcist. I love it. And oh, sure. We're I'm glad I liked it, too. We're going to watch it again, you know, in a year. So get ready. Okay. <laughs> Not for the podcast, just, you know, for shits and giggles. I'm going to go out to the closest blockbuster and rent Exorcist 2. Mm-hmm. Because Joel says it's a good movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch all those Exorcist movies by myself because I love torture. <laughs> so you guys want to think of a lesson that you learned from Coke Vanilla Orange Flavor? No, I mean, uh, sorry, The Exorcist. And uh, I'm gonna read us uh, some of this outro stuff that we have left over okay. from the old format. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy our stuff, you want to send us a nice, sweet compliment. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you want to write in a suggestion for something you want us to talk about, anything like that, a comment, you can write into please don't podcast at gmail.com. Message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. Uh, you can also message us on Twitter. Uh, I don't post on Twitter, but I do respond to messages on Twitter, and our Twitter handle is at Outer Space Pod. If you have a few bucks you want to send our way, we still have the coffee site. That's ko-fi.com slash PDSMIOS. I put the links in the show notes. Uh, so if uh, anyone's interested, send a few bucks our way. We'd appreciate it uh, so we can buy some more of this uh, delicious Coke vanilla orange. Orange vanilla. It's one of those things. Next time we'll get the Coke Zero var- version. Oh. Because I got to w- watch my weight. It's going to be bathing suit season pretty soon, y'all. I got a nice little uh, pink and black zebra stripe uh, number to wear oh, nice. out to the pool. Like so. one piece? Oh, uh, no, it's actually two pieces. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, two piece. <laughs> nice. Mm. Co- cover up those uh, sensitive areas. That's right. Uh, thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music, to Jed Dowtry for our podcast logo, and to all the people who stuck with us, our listeners, to Scott Pats, to Kim Torres, to Spencer Seams, to uh, Thomas Roberts. And our friends. We have friends? Yep. And everyone who's guested on the podcast. Thank you. Scott yeah. Jerry. Uh, other people. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Thank you to the Mogwai Minute for um, having us on, too. Oh, yeah, that was that a lot was of fun. pretty rad. I had a good time. We did yeah. some of those recently. We've guested on a few different podcasts. Yeah. That were cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of those lame podcasts, only cool ones. Not We, we got to gotta get those uh, Clash of the Titans fellas back on oh, the yeah, air. Oh, yeah, Ryan and Jenny, I miss those, too. Yeah, I miss them. Yeah. Who knows what's going on with them? Um, what was I? I think they're typing on their keyboards. Oh, uh, I don't know if anybody listened to me and Spencer's other podcast, uh, the uh, High and Low at Kurosawa podcast, but we're coming back at the end of this month, which is March, and we're going to be doing Spike Lee. That's going to be uh, We Cut Heads, a Spike Lee podcast, starting off with Malcolm X. So that's coming soon to your ears. Woo woo! If you're anticipating and you want to hear two goofballs talk about. Good movies and bad movies, but not in a in a semi serious way. Anyways, we cut heads. That's coming soon to your ear holes. Nice. All right. I did. I did make an oversight. I forgot to mention that I thought Ellen Bernstein was great in this movie. Oh yes. And that 
it seemed like she was almost like in her real life. <laughs> like it seemed very real to me and we'd just seen her in the last picture show not that long ago. Joel and I watched it and she was so just like young and pretty and yeah, looked different. And then in this movie and then in, you know, like Requiem for a Dream, she looks like almost like the possessed character. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually she does, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's a great actress, and I, I love her. I think uh, I, I saw her in uh, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, mm-hmm. which is a Scorsese movie recently, and that movie is, is so good, and it, like it all rides on her shoulders, basically. It's it's like I, I can't describe what happens in the movie because it's not it doesn't sound very interesting. You know, it's a it's a a single mom who has she moves around because she's trying to find a steady job to be able to take care of herself and her and her son. And uh it's just what she goes through meeting men and and things like that and Smooch and Chris Christopherson, which is always a good thing. No, I don't know. One should Mr. Christopherson, if you're Mr. Christopherson, if you're listening, we'd all like to smooch you. Yep, but uh, we'll all line up mm-hmm. at your kissing booth. Yeah, well, maybe not Sarah. She looks kind of like she's not into it. But uh, me and Aaron will be there. Yeah, we'll get in line right now. Yeah, there's two kisses in a row in these episodes. I gotta cut that out. Anyways, did you guys learn a lesson from The Exorcist? <laughs> did I learn a lesson? Oh, oh, several lessons. <laughs> lessons from this movie. Um, believe in God. That's a lesson you learn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that don't. That. No, I'm just I'm <laughs> a lesson from this movie. Um. Well, that's a, actually you just brought up a weird thing. I kind of want to ask. Do you think that her and Reagan, Reagan and her mom, are religious after? I don't know this experience. I think that they're probably more open to it. Well, I mean, I mean, spoiler, I guess, but Reagan, it was mentioned that Reagan had no memory. Had no memory of it, yeah. Of it, so she might not learn very much. But I mean, just seeing her reaction to seeing the priest yeah. at the end of the movie. She knew something had been done. Yeah. So. Um, Anyways, lesson. Lots of things to learn. Um, Aaron, what's your lesson? I learned... Uh, don't don't live near a really large flight of stairs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Uh, oh no, we're screwed. Be careful uh-huh. when you live next to large staircase. Uh uh-uh. uh, steep a steep staircase. Yeah, I'm gonna live on ground floors for the rest of my life, guys. Not near stairs. Well, the, you know the the front of their house wasn't anywhere near those stairs. It was just the side window that happened to be her, her bedroom window. Nope, it was up a flight of stairs though. Um, had take, to get up. If somebody starts saying they need an exorcist, take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they probably get people every day saying they need an exorcist. It's just, you know, that's true. That's why I think it comes. You know, that's where all of Father Karras's doubt comes from. It's like we've seen many mental illnesses, you know, and I've studied it my whole life. Like the church put me through uh, university to become. A, a psychologist for these purposes. So, uh, let's see. The lesson that I learned is that if your daughter is possessed by a demon and having to have all kinds of medical tests and all that kind of stuff like that, you probably should let her father know, even if he is kind of a deadbeat. 
who doesn't call her on her birthday. Not to not to say that the that lady did anything wrong here. I just you're saying inc- I mean include the father. I feel like the movie takes place over like a two month period. So is it like she's I, she's like strapped to the bed and her father calls like no no everything's fine she can't come on the phone right now. Mm, good point. I don't know. He's with the circus though, so who knows what he's doing. <laughs> Wait, that's that's how she was able to walk down the stairs back because she's got those circus jeans. I didn't know it was a circus. I I, missed that. Yeah, me too. I think that's what he said. They say at one point, but maybe I misheard. I can't remember. Mm. Anyways, we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye.